0: Hello, hello. Welcome. So, today I'm going to talk about Sharp Objects because I needed to take a break from Sapiens. Um, so, Sharp Objects by Jillian What's-Her-Face. It's the girl that did um Gone Girl, which, so you know she's absolutely crazy. When my brother watched that movie, he said that I rem- she reminded him of me. And I mean what a compliment but I would never be able to be as clever as her but it's a testament to like how the crazy department in her brain that shit is firing on all cylinders you know it's like going overdrive like that part of her brain it's like it's like worrying and making that noise and like it's making you so uncomfortable that you have to put your laptop down and just walk out of the room for a second and act like and act like it's not happening, but yeah, I mean, good for her. My friend says she just looks very innocent, like your typical like very good nice girl. Um, but I feel like that's where they get you. Yeah, this is exactly what I needed because Sapiens, as interesting as the content is, the writing is just so dry and textbooky that I needed something to spice it up a little bit for me. And the most entertaining thing for me is crazy bitches. And Jillian, this bitch delivered. So I'm not quite done yet. I'm about like three quarters in. And it's about this reporter from Chicago. She gets sent back to her like small town, small hometown, to do this, um, to look into this like killing. And there were actually two murders. There's actually one murder and one case of missing girl like by the time she gets there. But only a few days after she gets there, the second girl is confirmed as being murdered. And they're both strangled and this is the creepy part All their teeth are pulled out. I mean, what the hell, right? So fucking juicy, so weird, totally creepy. My first thought is there's a dentist that has just gone completely fucking rogue. He's sick of these like, little shitheads coming into his dentist's office with like nasty ass teeth they're not taking care of their teeth and they're just like you know give me like fix all my teeth doc and he's like i've had it and just like one day he fucking snaps but i thought about it that's probably not where this is heading i mean like three quarters in i can tell you for sure that's definitely not where this headache this is heading um but also like that would be only like good business for them so yeah no i i take it back but it was a good like um brainstorm idea that i came up with for a second anyway yeah so this happens people are like i don't know what the hell is happening the police department are so freaked out because it's such a small town they don't know what to do they've never faced a murder like this before especially two in a row so they have a detective on loan from none other than kansas city they were like hey this is a league for the big guys and Kansas City was like say no more (laughs) we got you so they send one of their bests (laughs) to this small fucking bufu town outside of I don't know I think it's like some kind of small state the only reason I know that is because she describes like her mom and like their friends being like southern women those are the type that are like you know they're super nice to your face but like say fucked up shit that you're like i don't even know what the hell that means they're like oh you know god bless your kind kind heart and then later you find out like you know they just mean you dumb ass fucking bitch or some shit so this detective right like it's his job to figure out all this information and he sees the reporter and she notices that he's the only guy from like not around this town. So they both gravitate towards each other. But oh, of course, their professions, they butt heads and and they go through this whole thing of like, our work is supposed to hate each other and we're supposed to hate each other but i also need you to do my job but i can do this by myself but like they're making deals with each other and they're also attracted to each other um and so jillian writes about him in like a really annoying way at first that i thought he was super obnoxious and the way she writes about uh her the main character name is camille She has this like very slightly like disturbed sense to her. Like her, she's not. She doesn't have like the most stable mental health. Um, She's definitely neurotic, a little bit depressed, definitely anxious, and she has this like dormant alcoholism she's just always drinking so I just assumed that she was average looking at best because she's like what like uh mid to late 30s and she's just drinking all the time she's not the best reporter but not the worst she paints her as like this very average person which is fine I don't think every author needs to start off their book with like describing the physicalities of a person it's like a little overrated but she goes through the book with like nothing special happening and then all of a sudden they start commenting the detective in the middle of the book starts commenting on like how gorgeous she is and i'm like are you talking about our girl camille 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 who do i think i'm like french all of a sudden camille who smashes a whiskey sour for breakfast every day like surely you're not talking about her and then she starts talking about how hot the detective is i'm like you're talking about captain looney tunes here i feel like she switches teams on us so fast like if he was gonna be hot then don't write him to be so fucking annoying in the beginning yeah i don't know i still don't buy it when i drink like two nights out of the weekend on Monday morning woof unrecognizable so I Jillian I understand what you're trying to do here but that's just not real life so you gotta you gotta come up with something else either like she skins babies and she's the murderer and then that's how she has like her beautiful skin and is deemed so stunning in the book or like I don't know have her pick up a healthy habit this is just not this is not real. And now that I know that they're both good looking, I have to kind of go back and replay all the scenes that I read and make the characters a little bit more attractive. You know, it's just, they were played by two characters in my head so far and now I have to swap them out with new characters and and half-ass redirect the first half of the book Again. Jillian, you don't have to paint an entire picture of them when you first introduce a character, but leave breadcrumbs, you know? Like, just anything. Crumbs. Little clues. Blues clues type of thing. Give us an idea of what we're, what we're working with, okay? And also halfway through, they introduced to us that she's like a habitual cutter, which is pretty crazy. I wonder if that's like the hot new like mental illness to give to people because that was also the thing that like the girl did in Gin- Ginny in Georgia. And the way she introduces us to this newfound, newfound secret of hers is like when she goes shopping with her mom, Adora, adorable, she can't buy anything that doesn't have full sleeves and is full length because she has cut her cut up her entire body allegedly which also like makes no sense to me because i feel like those people are super secretive about that kind of stuff and she is from the south there's i'm pretty sure she would have had some kind of foresight to be like yeah maybe i shouldn't cut my forearm because i would like to wear short sleeves just one one more time in my life and yeah she's from chicago and chicago is like so cold, 10 months out of the year but like what is she going to do for the two other months move to antarctica when it's like a summer during chicago and now i'm doing the same thing as when i did when i found out she was attractive now i'm going back and replaying every scene and thinking if i had envisioned her in like a short sleeve and like what did she look like in it so i have to go back and redress her and now in all the scenes that like i'm thinking of in the first half of the book she has to be wearing like she's wearing like a nun outfit now Jillian, darling, the imaginary budget of the movie in my head, like, the the budget is not financed by Harvey Weinstein, okay? Like, we need to stop this dropping bombs that really change the fundamentals of the characters that I've already built in my head. Okay, going back to the main plot. So the two, the two girls that are murdered, they're like 10 or 11, right? Um, the first girl's name is Anne, the second name... The second girl's name is Natalie. And Camille actually has this young, like 13, 14 year old sister um, named Emma. And like, when you first meet her, she seems very demure and like, kind of like a young, shy, innocent girl. But then that's only the part that she plays inside her house. Like when she sees her outside, she's like a mean girl. The book also says she's, like, really hot and, like, super, like, developed. for, That's, like, my PC way of saying, like, the book really describes her as, like, having, like, big boobs and really hot and just, I don't know. I feel like it, it it the way they talk about her boobs, like, first five times, okay, I get it, but, like, after that, yeah, you you really don't need to drive that point home. She's, like, 13 at the end of the day. But maybe they're just trying to talk about how like mature she is because she uh camille does follow her like late one night into this barn and she's like doing like weird ass shit with like a bunch of like farmer dudes she's kind of like the town hoe so she's like the popular girl in town she has her goon squad that follows her and like does whatever the fuck she says and there's this guy or I mean he's the older brother of like the second girl that died Natalie's older brother he's apparently like a stud muffin and he came graduated from his old school and like because Emma couldn't get his attention she started a rumor that like he's the baby killer she's like he he um killed these girls he's like a pedophile he's gross blah 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 but she apparently has like the hots for him so you're like oh what are you doing I don't get it so that's the first theory slash rumor that's going around town. The second theory slash rumor, Camille runs into a group of her mom's friends and they're like, Oh darling, how are you? Haha. Ha. They're like in the middle of their liquid lunch. So they're like a little bit tipsy. They're like, baby, come over here. Oh my God. Have you heard the rumor? Blah, blah, blah. So sad. Oh my gosh, fake tears. And then you know, you know that girl who like always gets a little tipsy and tells you a little bit more than like she should have? Like, oh my God, I love those girls because they tell me all the secrets. So they have this one girl in, or like this one woman in their group too. And she's like, Camille, you should be careful of your mom. You have no idea what she's capable of. <gasps> what? And so Camille's like, what do you mean by that? And she actually finds, out, well, no, no, before she gets to even say anything, a woman, a less drunk woman, she's like, Mm, no you have to get up Mm, honey we have to go to the bathroom let's go throw up because like you know she has like bulimia or whatever um so she's she like jerks her up before she can even say anything so camille's like what did i just hear okay but just a backstory about her mom though her mom her mom's name is adora and she is a raging bitch but in like the southern way right she's like super cold to her but she won't ever say it to her face but it's always in like really subtle things that she does um actually it's actually not that subtle there's this one scene one part scene because it's like it's it's like playing like a movie when i read it but she tells her okay no sorry going back she had she has that like baby sister that she lost when she was a child, right? Her mom cannot get over it. She has kept her room at exactly as it is. And one day when Camille comes home, her mom is like, you know, I always ask myself, why did it have to be her and not you? <gasps> what? Mom, that is not very nice. Can you imagine if your mom said something like that to you? Like That this straight up... And then she just straight up tells her, like, I don't love you. I've never loved you. Do you want to know why I don't love you? That's crazy. That is insane. Like, and and I mean, like, I guess that makes sense, like, why, like, Camila's, like, so fucked up. But, like, my, my mom thinks I'm, like, the next best thing since sliced bread. No, she probably thinks I'm better than sliced bread because she doesn't like bread that very much. But even now, I'm... Even like growing up with having received so much love, I'm like, Mom, do you remember that one time you were like five minutes late to my recital in like eighth grade? Do you hate me? And she's like, Oh my gosh, no, I'm like so sorry. I love you so much. You know, it's just, it's crazy. Like what small things can fuck up a child. And she's like, Yeah, my mom never loved me growing up. And she straight up tells her during this trip, when she's like a grown ass person, she's like, Do you want to know I never loved you? Like, my God. You don't say that. Oh, wait, there is a reason, though, because so Adora got pregnant with Camille when she was in high school. It was a teen pregnancy and Adora's parents were super strict um, religious people and they were like super conservative and they were heartbroken. They just could not get over the fact that like their pure little teenager was pregnant with like, I don't know, like a nobody um so she grew up like not even knowing the dad and they were so upset about adora that like as soon as camille was born they passed away like not too long after so camille never knew her grandparents and she never knew her dad and adora remarried this guy with a stick of his ass he's like super square his name is alan and their relationship is pretty much non-existent she describes it as much like as having a stranger in the family. There's a weird formality between them too. Um, as well as like between Alan and Dora too. She's like, I don't know like how the hell they're getting along. But I mean, like, they do, right? Oh my god, my ADHD is out of control today. So, okay, so that's the second theory. And then the third theory is um there's an eyewitness there's a little boy who was playing with natalie the last time she was seen before she was abducted and he says it was actually like a woman that abducted her she said it was kind of like a ghost she was wearing all white and she came by and she seemed like she was hugging natalie she came out of the woods right into the playground they were playing in she hugged her natalie looked at him kind of looking like she was like a little bit scared but didn't know what to do and then she just took her back into the woods Camille takes this story and then goes to the detective and he's and she's like I need to know if this is true and he's like let me do my job and she's like I'm trying to do my job why don't you do yours and help me and you know there's just more fiction and sexual tension like very hot disagreement and then later she comes over to his place in the morning with a bottle of whiskey weird and then they have sex so I'm thinking how are they doing this with like all of her all of her cutting scars and like her needing to be like dressed at all times so she's like I want to do it my way and her way is like keeping all their clothes on and just whipping his dick out, I guess. And they're like, they're not in public, like they're in his house. And he's apparently so into the throes of passion that he's like, okay, you can do whatever you want. I don't know what kind of throes of passion you can be in when like you're in a long sleeve shirt and like long jeans, but I mean, okay, if you say so. And of course, like before she's a woman, she's a reporter first. So she goes back to her car after this whole ordeal and it's like, darn, I should have gotten more information out of him. But girl, what kind of information did you think you were gonna get showing up to his place in the morning with alcohol? And then she goes to, a wait, no, she's, yeah, she's like parked up somewhere and her sister comes by. She pulls up, she's with her friends. She's like, hey, let's go to a party. Wait, did she spend all day with this guy? Wait, do, what day of the week is this? Did they not work? Wait. I saw cops today. So def, cops definitely work on the weekends. Wait, no, but he's a detective. Yeah, I don't know. There's, um, there's some holes in the story I do not love. But anyway, she's like in some weird parking lot drunk. Also do not love. And her sister and her goons pull up. She's like, ayo, we're going to a party let's go and camille is like i can either go home right now and face my bitch of a mom or i can go out and have like a drink or two with my bitch of a sister and then go back home to my bitch of a mom and she decides like the latter is the better move so she's like all right let's go and with her sister she ends up taking like all these drugs she's like taking oxycontin and like molly she's like rolling her brains out oh but like at this party the way they took molly was so weird they had this gross pill passing party or um game that they did where they would just sit in a circle put one tab of molly and have it just transfer from person to person on their tongues like oh that is definitely pre-covid levels And that's, like, such a trashy... Oh, my God. Like, just buy your own. That's so gross. But, yeah, she takes it. And her sister, she just shoves it down her throat. Emma shoves it down Camille's throat. And on one part, like, that is so rude. Because if you're, like, not in the mood to take Molly and, like, you're not emotionally and mentally and physically ready because it's not like a day thing it's not a glass of wine just you sh- as you're going on all night you need to be prepared you need to know like 24 hours beforehand and make sure you have a face mask ready in your refrigerator but on the other hand um, yeah a, like that is really sweet you know she's like yeah you need a roll like i if I knew, like, my friends weren't going to kill me for doing that, um, I'd be like, yeah, you need, a, you need to chill out. Like, let me just get you rolling involuntarily, like, against your will. Yeah, yeah, no, that's still fucked up. Oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, my gosh, this is such a juicy thing. And then she finds, Camille finds out later that her mom was tutoring one of the two girls that had died, because she was giving her such a hard time at the beginning of the book like they go to the funerals and like her mom's crying and making a big deal about how those two girls were such sweet girls and she's like mom you didn't even know them stop making this all about yourself like we all know that person when someone dies like they're like we were so close you're like you had one conversation with them they like do a whole like instagram post like i'm gonna miss you so much you're like that person did not think about you at all but like what are they gonna do? like come back from the dead and be like bitch shut up like it's basically the Kardashians with anyone that's like died or like you know even birthdays it doesn't even matter who it is it's like some blurry horrible picture of them and like a better picture like filter version of like themselves you know it's just so rude and inconsiderate and we all know what you're doing there so she was like, Mom, I know you're just, like, doing this for attention. Like, stop being so pathetic. She was a little bit harsh to her. And she, um Adora was like, you're hurting my feelings. Alan is like, you're being so harsh. Camille's like, I don't give a shit. And when she finds this out, she's like, oh, damn, Mom, I'm so sorry. I had no idea because you did know these girls, but she's like, why though? Why were you tutoring? Like, you don't need the money. You're a millionaire. Alan's a millionaire. And you're a classist. You're a stuck-up snobby bitch. So, like, why are you tutoring girls on from the other side of town? Like, that is sus on sus on sus. And Adora's super old-fashioned, very traditional, conservative. All about like women should be a certain way women should dress this way act this way etc etc and she loves enforcing this whether it's about like power uh who fucking knows um oh my god i think i'm becoming one of those ladies though because especially when i go out and if it's cold and i see much younger girls that are dressed in skimpy clothes I just want to give them my coat and tell them like, you know, it like one night of looking hot is not worth getting a cold for. Like, get a coat, go inside, have some like hot lemon water. Oh my god, this is my future. I'm going to be I, like this is I'm going to become Adora. I am Adora, hopefully like without the murdering though. If she is a murderer. Okay, this was just a long-winded justification of why we think Adora might be the killer. Because the girls having their teeth pulled out, it was just like a show of defiance. It was almost like punishment for them not listening and not being obedient for something. And that kind of pettiness for order and obedience, that would only come from Adora. That would only come from a woman because it definitely wasn't a man. A man that would just sit there and like tear all those teeth out just for the sake of doing it? Uh Uh-uh, no. That is like not easy and there was like no um there was no foul play on the bodies either so yeah i don't know adora it's like not looking good for you i mean there was one other theory that was tossed around just for like a brief second though like when they were having that lady's luncheon um there was one woman who said that like that um the dad of the first girl she was like yeah he's a pervert he's always looking at my boobs and her friends were like "Mm, bitch what boobs so that was squashed very quickly and he doesn't come up again for the rest of the book And knowing Jillian, this author, she's pretty sick and twisted. She loves that shit when it's, like, right under our noses. She loves to make a fool of us. So I don't think it's going to be someone random that we haven't heard about before. Like, if it's just, like if it's this random dude named griffin that we've never heard of like i'm throwing the book away but yeah no she's a clever one i feel like it's gonna be someone close that we knew so we can look back and be like oh like they were the killer the entire time so i didn't know this was made into a show on hbo so i looked at the cast really quick and Oh, like it made me sad because adora's mom she's played by the really fun mom like fun hippie mom that's in easy a with Emma stone she's like so cute Um, so I was like no it can't be her but like if it is her that makes it that much juicier like a head swivel like what the fuck just happened but yeah okay long story short um, I'm not finished with the book I don't know who's the killer yet but I only have about like 70, 80 more pages to go. So it'll probably be sometime this week, uh, maybe next week. And then, yeah, I'll sprinkle in some sapiens somewhere. Thanks for listening. Ta-ta!